What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So today, we have Brad Cody on the mic. Brad is the founder of 90 Day Surge, having scaled this business from zero to seven figures, and he is here today to share with us how one system can change the entire trajectory of your business. So Brad, let's hop right in. All right, Brad, so tell us one thing about yourself that most people don't know. So uh, one one really uh, interesting thing about me is uh, I've got a pug, and uh, it's the second pug that I've had. And uh, one really big thing that both myself and girlfriend do is we're actively involved in the pug community. So, you know, Halloween was just this uh, past weekend and we went to a couple events that raised money for uh, the animal shelters and, and whatnot and uh, rescue dogs and whatnot. So um, we, we really like to uh, be active in that and make sure that these, uh, you know, animals end up getting adopted in the right houses. And, um, you know, we actually fostered the mother to, our current uh, pog before she went to her next uh, forever home. She was part of a puppy mill. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. That's so funny. I think pugs are like you either love them or you hate them, right? Yeah. They're, they're an interesting breed. They're definitely what they call a Velcro dog where, uh, you know, they're always sitting on your lap and always wanting your attention. And whatnot. They're, uh, they're very, they're, they're like a, a child. I would assume, you know, I don't have a kid, but uh, I'm assuming they're like a kid. Like you always got to be around. always want to see what's going on. Yeah. That's very awesome. Lovely. Well, I love that, man. Let's, let, let's change gears now. Let's start talking about kind of give us a little bit of background on yourself, the direction that, uh, that really the direction you're going now and how you got there. Sure. So um, I've been involved in uh, health and fitness for about 12 years or so now. And um, being an entrepreneur has like always been a, a part of my journey. So like kind of what I told you about before is uh, I remember being, you know, grade three and four and going to get candy at the corner store and coming back you know, buying it for a dime and selling it for 25 cents or 50 cents uh, to the kids. I also had a stint where uh, yeah, we had Pokemon cards and I would buy and sell these Pokemon cards <laughs> for long periods of time. So, um, you know, I've always, always tried to solve a problem or deliver a service to someone in, in order to kind of fill that gap. So um, I, uh, I've always been involved in business. I had a liquidation business. Um, then I started to translate a bit more into the health and fitness and um, ultimately, like where I am now, is having a, a seven-figure like training and therapy facility, as well as an integrated clinic. Um, and most recently, I've been getting more into coaching, consulting for healthcare business owners, um, and that's including not just you know saying, "Hey, let's get a whole bunch of new clients," but um, you know, how do we grow the business so that we have systems in place so that we're not having to do everything and we're able to grow a business and not be working in the business, but more on it. So that might be, how do we, you know, automate our marketing system? How do we implement a hiring system to get the right people so that, um, you know, you don't have to be there and you're using uh, them as leverage and creating that culture kind of thing. Yeah. Which I love. That's one of the reasons we brought you on in particular, right? Is because you've mastered the systems, you know how to help people implement those systems. So let's kind of talk through a little bit. What's, what's your system that you have in place for you guys? You know, like, what do you use for yourselves? So, I mean, I, I look at it this way and with the clients that I work with, I say anything that needs to be done more than once, you should have a system and automate it um, because you're going to be doing it more than once. You're just wasting your time and time is your most valuable resource as an entrepreneur, um, whether in health and fitness or, or whatever business. Um, and as you become more successful, the time becomes even more important to you. Um, so we basically systematize everything. Um, and uh, some of the main systems that we use is um, 
like an onboarding system for like hiring. So we've got an entire recruitment system. So when someone, you know, it's almost like a marketing funnel. How do people come to find you about the positions that you have? How do you filter those people to make sure they're the right fit for your culture? Um, you know, how do you onboard them? How do you ascend them into other roles and so on? Um, the same with, we've got sales systems that are, that are very much about filtering and converting um, marketing systems, again, attracting and filtering people um, as, as well as just operations. So like some things end up taking a lot of time for business owners. Um, something as simple as like ordering pens or making sure that there's enough printer paper, all of these small little things, um, the day to day, they can completely kill your time. If you don't have some way to be able to implement a system that can uh, effectively um, automate or systematize it. Um, and I've seen tons of people, they got great sales systems, great marketing systems, but they, they die on the, on the small little day to day um, things. Absolutely. Well, and a lot of our listeners do a lot of their business online, right? So they're not, they don't even have to worry about pens and paper hardly, right? Yeah. So with, with people like them, where do they, how do they kind of implement their first system? I mean, as a solopreneur, a lot of people are, are worried about, oh, well, I can't afford these people. You know, what, what would you tell them about hiring and kind of building out their first systems? Well, I mean, a lot of the systems, it's the first place that I start is when you go in, whenever you're doing something, you're starting your day, just jot down what you're doing and how you do it. That's how I initially started doing systems. Um, so I had like a Google drive and I'd, you know, I mean, back in the day, like I didn't even have that when I was, you know, 16 years old and, and starting out, I just had a you know, pen and paper writing stuff down. Well, this is how I do this. This is how I list an item on eBay because I was doing an eBay store. Um, so that's the first place I would start um, is really just writing down what it is you're, you're doing because then you can start tracking the progress. And if you do end up hiring someone, it's going to be easier for you to hand them, you know, a bunch of documents saying this is the processes of how we um, do A, B, and C, for example. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you go about? So you, you're writing down the systems, you're taking those first steps. And I really like that because that's something that we've been doing for ourselves even, you know, is no matter what you're doing, if you keep a good record of what you're doing, it's really easy the next time you go and, and help somebody else to, to learn how to do it. You're like, Oh, here, just read this. Boom. You're done. It eliminates the training process hardly. <laughs> so when, when you're you know, a solopreneur and you're saying, okay, I, I need to start hiring people. What, who's the first person that you should, you should hire? Um, well, I mean, I think it kind of depends on the business, but the way that I look at it is I, uh, I outsource the lowest level things first that, you know, that quote the $10, you know, an hour work first. Um, because those are the things that, you know, require very little skill level. Um, and are generally easier to do, especially if you've done your due diligence in writing down, uh, you know, the step-by-step. -step. So for, you know, being in the health-based business, um, I'd like to be able to hire a front desk-based person because that person can take out, you know, 40 hours worth of work that needs to be done anyways off your plate. Right. Meaning you can spend more time on higher dollar value work, whether that be, um, you know, the, the actual training or manual side of, of the job that you're doing or the sales or marketing or whatever. So that's the first hire I would always say in terms of the online, uh, hiring a VA, um, you know, you can get a lot of people at, you know, even at 20 hours or 10 hours a week, um, that can take these monotonous tasks, like putting scheduling stuff into your calendar or, um, you know, organizing your, your drive or, you know, 
getting data from uh, mailing lists. Um, and, and again, I, I'm working on systems that really onboard these VAs so that at the end of um, you know, an eight week period, they're pretty much good to go on running like campaigns and doing everything um, because there's a system involved uh, for them to do that. So I would say the first thing is outsource the lowest value work um, because that's going to save you huge. And people, you know, I, I hear this all the time. They complain, well, you know, I don't want to spend $800 a month on someone, uh, you know, to hire someone. And it's like, well, if you've got a good system, and everything that you do is written down, you're really just giving it to them. So, you know, are they competent enough to be able to um, execute? Well, that, you know, you don't even really need to train them that much. If you say, you know, here's my list, A, B, C, D, follow this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at $800 a month, for example, it's like what one VA that I have for 40 hours a week, you know, I'm getting 160 hours a month of work done. Can I be spending 160 hours learning how to market better, learning how to sell better? how to optimize my systems, you know, improving the customer experience. There's a lot of other things that are higher value work that could be um, better spent once you outsource that initial small task that you probably don't like doing anyways. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's usually the work that you're like, oh, I just wish I didn't have to do this all the time. Exactly. So where do you go when you're trying to get your first employees? I know you said you, you talk a lot about VAs and everything. So what's kind of your strategy to getting employees that way? Yeah. So, um, in the VA side, like uh, a lot of it is, is I've reached out to other people who've been, um, you know, more successful, like uh, coaching based businesses. And, and they, uh, generally they start to cultivate a group of VAs that work pretty well. And some of them even have like their own, um, you know, agencies that they utilize. Um, so I've went out and, and gotten some word of mouth referrals for that way. Um, in terms of like hiring all, uh, you know, people can use different sources. Um, I find that people, you know, generally get stuck because they only use one source, just like marketing, you know, they only rely on Facebook or something. Um, you know, they only rely on indeed. So, you know what I find that sure indeed is, is a good source, but make sure you're doing other things to get different quality leads in indeed is very, you know, indeed is, is indeed a very, you know, low level <laughs> way of getting people in and it's free and, and whatnot. So you're going to get a lot of people, but you're going to need to have a good filtering system to get them in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I always find if you find someone who's doing similar to what you're doing, um, you know, sharing their systems or, or seeing who they hired uh, is going to be really important. Um, and, and you obviously want to make sure you're very clear on what your expectations are from them. Um, so that way, when you're interviewing people, you, you really, uh, you know, understand is this person competent? Do they have a track record of them doing the tasks that I need them to do and so on? Yeah. That's really awesome. So do you use anything like Upwork or anything when you're getting VAs or do you strictly use like Indeed? And like you said, I know you use a lot of different places, but is Upwork a good place for that? Yeah, I've used Upwork and Fiverr. Um, generally, I utilize those um, for specific tasks like, um, you know, the, the design of like a lead generation magnet, um, like a report or uh, infographic or something like that. Um, I haven't utilized it for a VA like that I'm working with, like on a regular basis. It's more, uh, one-off, um, or like ongoing design or something along those lines. Yeah. But I do know people who have had success with, uh, with, um, finding people. So I know, I know some of the people that we've talked to have said, well, I mean, it starts off as a one-off project, but if they're really good, a lot of times you can kind of cultivate them into a you know, full-time gig, which is pretty awesome for them, especially. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's, you're building the experience, right? So. Yeah. Well now, so let's, 
let's get a little bit deeper into, you know, your business and what you've been doing um, for yourself. So can you kind of explain your model a little bit and how you, you know, your current business and how you're growing that? Yeah. So, I mean, my most current business now is focusing on consulting and uh, coaching. So kind of have two, two streams. So I've got, um, you know, a a program uh, that I call it's the new, uh, 90 day new patient search. So it helps a lot with business owners and healthcare business, um, get new clients over 90 days and install systems. Um, and then once, you know, that's more for the people who are starting up, they need, they need some revenue, they need some clients. Um, and then I've got more of the seven figure, um, business blueprint for health practitioners. And that's once they've got enough clients and now they're looking at scaling, they need to make some key hires to, you know, make sure they're, they're leveraged in their business and they're not having to work all the time and, and grow. So both of those are, um, you know, 90 day based programs to install systems, um, you know, to get them really kickstarted into their businesses. Yeah. Well, so how have you been kind of getting your own clientele for that? I mean, you're, that's a pretty high ticket item, right? So you're, you're coming in and coaching and everything for them. So, I mean, how do you get them? Yeah. So I've been, I've been involved in, like in the health and fitness industry for like 12 years um, I've had different speaking engagements, uh, writing books and stuff like that. So I've got a lot of people organically just grassroots of knowing who I was and just saying, Hey, you know, I'm starting some of these programs. If you're interested, let me know. Um, and now as, as that's kind of grown a little bit, I'm doing some stuff online. So now I'm, you know, utilizing Facebook for, um, you know, ads and, uh, you know, driving traffic to our groups and providing value that way. Um, and a couple other different um, platforms. So we do some direct mail to um, different facilities or clinics that are kind of our target, um, as well as speaking engagements and just starting, you know, more uh, joint ventures um, with other um, people who are doing similar types of things. You know, they might be running specifically, you know, Facebook ads or SEO for health-based businesses. Um, you know, you know, we're not really an agency. We're more of like a coaching aspect and, you know, we don't want to get involved in the, uh, you know, doing your, Google AdWords and stuff. So, um, everything just, just kind of working together and, um, you know, having a, where, where can we fill in the gaps and provide value for those people? Yeah. I love that. Cause I mean, that's, that's what we call like value ladder hacking, you know, finding somebody who can offer the other services that you don't want to, but it's very complimentary to your service. So I love that. And you're going out and saying, Hey, you've got an agency, you've got clients, or I've got some clients who could use an agency. How about we client share a little bit? It ends up, everybody wins. Exactly. I think it provides a better uh, experience for the client as well. Yeah. And we're we're huge advocates for the, you know, for the joint venture partnerships. (laughs) So I love that. Well, that's really awesome, man. So we're going to change gears a little bit now. One of the reasons we brought you on, you know, we were talking about uh, the failures, right? So we always talk about that and kind of the, the failures that you've had and everything. So kind of brief us a little bit on your, on some of the failures that you've had and what you've learned from them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had quite a few and I, I think it's really important, you know, I'll always preframe it and say, you know, failure is really just going to be a part of being an entrepreneur and Absolutely. it's your mindset that is the most crucial aspect to this. Um, cause there's always going to be people who are like, well, you know, this didn't work. You should just give up or, you know, go get a real job. Like, you know, I've dealt with all of that and you've got to really know that with what you're doing in the path that you're going down, um, you've got to, you've got to stick to it and have your mindset clear. So, um, you know, failures are really just opportunities, um, and their outcome, their, their outcomes based on what you've, um, designed. So if something didn't work out, you know, the reality is, is that you miss something. So it's an opportunity for you to learn that, to go back. Um, so yeah, I mean, a, a couple of things that I've like, you know, failed on that, um, 
in how to implement um, over time is like uh, one, one really big thing is, is not having a clear passion for what you're doing. Um, like an absolute burning passion that, you know, when everything is going wrong, you still want to get up and still work on it. Um, so, you know, what, in my earlier days is I was young and I wanted to make tons of money and, uh, you know, I had an opportunity where I was working in, in liquidation. So, um, I basically would, uh, I worked at a company called uh, Zellers, which is like target. And we, mm -hmm. we, I, I bought like the return merchandise and the end of season items and the, you know, the demo stocks and I would sell them on eBay and we'd arbitrage them across Canada and, and the U S um, so a bunch of, you know, stuff happened over time and, and it was just problematic. We, we hit a couple walls and a couple, you know, partnerships didn't work out too well. And it got to the point where it's just like, you know, I don't even really want to do this. I'm not passionate. I started to lose that passion. And, uh, I had a business partner at the time and he was kind of in the same position. And what we found is just like, it's really difficult to stick through hard times when you're not passionate. You don't have that vision. Our vision was really, you know, get a load of stock in, sell it as fast as possible, make as much money and do it again. And right. ultimately that's not really a, a, a business that's kind of like, you know, a project or I don't even know what you would call it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we ended, I ended up selling my spot um, of that business and uh, going back to school um, after that time. So I, you know, I did that for a couple of years, three or four years and um, you know, really learned from that. So my subsequent businesses, I was like, you know, I'm really, I'm really passionate about health and fitness. I've always liked to work out. I'd like to help other people with it. I want to learn more about that, which is why, you know, I've went down that route. And, um, you know, I guess that kind of is, uh, leads me to the next point is that, you know, where you, where you start is not necessarily where you end up. And I think a lot of people get into that position. So, um, you know, pivoting and, you know, saying, okay, well, I'm going to become in a trainer. Well, I became a personal trainer. Then I did, um, slash therapy and osteopathy. And then I started teaching courses and, you know, then I owned a gym and training facility and getting into coaching. So, um, you know, it's always really looking at the opportunities and not looking at, okay, well, you know, I started as this business, business X, and, you know, I don't really like it anymore, but these skill sets are more transferable to this business that I'm more passionate about and being able to, to transform and, and change into that. Um, I think that's a really big, big one um, people should consider. Well, and I really appreciate, you know, you sharing that story because one of the big problems a lot of people have is they're just, kind of on that, that hamster wheel, right? Like, Oh, I got to keep going. I got to get my next shipment out. I got to do all this stuff. And then if you just stop for a second and say, am I actually doing what I want to do? Am I where I want to be? And if not change, it's totally fine to change. doesn't make you a failure. It just says, Hey, you're going more towards your vision, towards your passion, and your purpose. So I, I really like the direction you, I mean, cause that's a huge tri uh, shift for you, you know, basically like an e-com space yeah. completely over to the health field. That's a big shift. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really the skill sets are the same. Like it's, it's all really the skill sets. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, you, we could go on for hours about failures, but I mean like that's a failure in itself is like getting so immersed into the day to day that you lose sight of the vision and you're literally just kind of existing. You're not, uh, you're not even thinking about, well, why did I start this in the first place? Am I happy? Like, you know, and then two years go by or five years, ten, like there's people I talk to 10, 15 years and yeah, they're making some money, but they just have no quality of life. They, they have nothing to look forward to. Um, so it's, it's really important to, uh, you know, take a step back and understand your vision and make sure you're, you're always working towards that and don't get caught up. Yeah. You don't get caught up in the, you know, the, the stream of negativity of saying, Oh, you've, you've got to stay where you got to be and stay where you are and grow where you are. 
I really personally think that the whole staying in one niche your whole life is dead. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. matter of just follow your passion. You know, like if, if you're in the health space right now and you say, Hey, I want to go to coaching consulting, head to coaching consulting. If later you're like, I want to be in the e-commerce space, go for it. No, nothing's holding you back, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I really appreciate that. Well, let's talk about kind of what's been your, your biggest obstacle, your most recent big obstacle that kind of kept you up at night. How did you overcome that? Yeah. I mean, the, the most recent one really was, um, operating the, the gym and uh, training facility itself. So still have a clinic that I'm working with and I'm looking at offloading that into next year. But, um, you know, when I originally started, um, you know, the systems, I got the systems, everything's excited. You've got people on board, you know, tons of clients, um, you know, things are going well, but I'm starting to change my vision. My, my goal was to like, I want to have multiple facilities, you know, maybe do some sort of base, you know, looking at doing franchising. And when I started, you know, getting these, these opportunities, I started looking at it and saying, well, you know, is it really what I want to be able to do? And, um, you know, not that I'm super old, I'm 32, uh, next year, but, um, I'm thinking like, you know, do I want to have multiple locations where I've got to be responsible for all of the capital and the hiring and all this other stuff? Or, you know, is there a way for me to be able to, um, utilize my skill sets, uh, give myself more leverage and make a bigger impact? So, you know, that comes back to me knowing the vision of like, I want to make a big impact in the industry. Um, you know, so part of it for me was really identifying, okay, well, how do I set this up? So working in the coaching environment, I've got people that I've worked with. So I've got a colleague that I've worked with for a couple of years. He's looking at opening another facility. Um, so it was a great fit for me to start to transition him into taking that over. Um, so that ultimately, you know, it's kind of his baby in, in order to, you know, launch his business and, and grow and, and, uh, you know, take those, those concepts and, and incorporate them into it. Um, so I think a lot of it is like, you know, just looking at where, where you are and, um, you know, how do I transition and, and pivot and making sure that, um, you know, I'm, I'm staying on top of what it is I'm most passionate about. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's been a bit of it. Like, how do I set that up and, and, and exit out of a specific business? Um, that's, that's huge. And I think people don't, don't necessarily think of that. Um, you know, what is the end goal? You know, am I keeping this business for five years, 10 years, 20 years? Is it with me forever? And is the business built around me so that if I go to sell it, um, you know, I don't get anything for it kind of thing. Yeah. Is, is it more of a personal brand or is it more of a, a tangible yeah. sellable asset? Exactly. That's awesome. Well, Hey, before we sign off though, give us one last parting piece of guidance and let us know how we can connect with you. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, so, I guess we'll go back to like the, the original, uh, you know, failure of not, uh, you know, knowing the vision and whatnot. I said, there's three questions that I always get people to answer and is what problem are you solving to who does the problem you're solving for? And what is the value of the outcome that you provide? And most people fail here and they end up commoditizing themselves. And because of that, they, you know, start to, lose passion for what they originally were doing. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And then in order, uh, in order to reach me, um, I've got a website, bradcody.com, B-R-A-D-C-O-T-E.com. And I've also got the 90 day new patient surge program. Perfect. Well, we'll post links to that in the description, but Hey Brad, thanks for coming on the show, man. No problem. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. 
The number one needle mover in my business is joint venture partnerships. Growing a following can be time consuming and frustrating. For that reason, we created the Tribe of Titans, the world's first joint venture matching platform. Using this free platform, you can find guests for a podcast, YouTube channel, or Facebook group, or you can promote your brand, product, or service in one simple place. You can create your free account at tribe.theluckytitan.com. Once again, that's tribe.theluckytitan.com.